Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Don Lebo, Sports Radio 810, Kansas City. Chiefs are world champions again. And a dynasty, that's the word you use when you win three or four out of what they've done, three out of five, and played at another one. Todd, thanks for your time. What's it like? Uh, in Are people groggy from the celebration, or is everyone lit up right now? Oh, there was definitely some grogginess today. The celebration was pretty wild last night. Old hat, I guess. I mean, it seems old hat to us who have been covering them. It's like, okay, fine, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. But the, it was pretty nice weather last night as well. So downtown Kansas City was pretty wild. People running around, having a good time. Um, and the parade, I, I'm curious. They have a parade coming on Wednesday. I would think less people would go to that because the parade's a parade. It's really not. It's, it's a big crowd of people. And, you know, they, they drive down the street and they yell and scream. And then they, they do the exact same speeches on stage. I, I guess the same number of people will go to that because it's going to be like 57 degrees on Wednesday. But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go to it, but I'm working. So <laughs> it's a yep. different deal entirely, you know. Todd, um, this was probably, in my estimation, the last year where this, for a while, this team will probably struggle on offense uh, at any point because they'll probably get that fixed. And they still managed a way to do it. What is the appreciation in Kansas City for the reason they're able to wait to do it? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it's, he's off the charts. He, he could run for whatever office you wanted here. He is beloved by by everybody because he does a lot of things right on the field, obviously, but he's also very good off the field. And, and he, he handles everything, you know, very classy manner. But, you know, you're right. I think this year it took him a while to figure the offense out, but then Rashid Rice has turned into like a blooming star. So it looks like they might have a guy who they – I mean, listen, he may not be Tyreek Hill. Who is? But they've just won two Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. And they did the, what they got for Tyreek Hill turned into draft picks who have been very good players for them. 
So the appreciation for Mahomes is through the roof. And you, I was, you know, everyone last night just felt like if this, if they got the ball at the end of the game, they were going to at least get a field goal, if not score a touchdown, which they did. And if the Niners were held to a field goal, there's no chance in the world they weren't going to get down and at least get a field goal. And they went and scored a touchdown. The, the belief is just there on that, that edge for Mahomes. And if that hasn't always been the case, listen, he's lost plenty of games. They lost four times at home this year. And they had a chance at the end of some of those games to do things, and it didn't come through. But the bigger the games got, the more important they got. They they got first downs and did things. My, my doorbell is broken, by the way. There's nobody at my door. If you can hear the doorbell ring, it's going to ring like four times. I don't like it. But uh, Mahomes just has been making those plays. And this was his, probably his crowning achievement last night that he was able to get that done in that situation because he didn't have one of those kind of drives yet in his career and that was that's the kind of stuff that you dream about you know walking a, a Super Bowl off in the first ever overtime that went this far so they, yeah he's, he's he's the king of Kansas City for sure Todd everybody spent a, a week or two weeks talking up how they figured that game was going to go and who was going to win and all that and we know San Francisco were slight favorites going in and that was at least some partial motivating factor for Kansas City but as far as the game itself what stood out to you I mean you mentioned the ending obviously stands out in the comeback but did that game the matchup kind of go about how you expected or was there a little bit of a surprise there and, and how it all unfolded for you? Well I thought the Chiefs were in real trouble if they if they were going to be minus in turnovers. And it, listen, it turned out they were even in turnovers, and they, they got a turnover that they scored on right away in one play, and they still had to go overtime. So I think I, I kind of read the game right that way because the Chiefs aren't good enough. There were games in 2018 or 19 where they could be minus two in turnovers that went by 20 points. You know what I mean? They're not that on offense. They had to be clean on turnovers or even, and that's what they did for the most part in the postseason. I mean, they were plus three in turnovers against the Ravens and won the game by seven points. You know, the 2019 Chiefs would have won that game by four touchdowns if they were plus three. So they did the, all those things right. And the defense, Steve Spagnuolo, I thought, did a really nice job of dialing up the right pressures at the right time. They had two critical third-down stops that led to the field goals at the end for the Niners. The one in overtime where Chris Jones burst through and uh, they, you know, Purdy ended up throwing it long. But even a bigger one was the run, one right at the two-minute warning because if the Niners had gotten a first down on that play, the game's over. They're going to be able to bleed the mm-hmm. clock out. The Chiefs use their two timeouts, and then maybe the kid misses a field goal. Maybe he doesn't, but they're walking this thing off. And he brought Trent McDuffie on a blitz, and Purdy didn't see him coming, and, and McDuffie made the play and blocked the pass. Those were tremendous plays, and, and the Chiefs had done a really good job this year of figuring out the right time to make those blitzes. And they, it's so funny. But, you know, football is just weird. The Chiefs did not do a good job at the turnover ratio this year. And many times it was like they just couldn't pick the ball up. They wouldn't land on it. The ball's laying on the ground, and they couldn't pick it up. And last night, that was a very difficult fumble recovery on the punt that Jalen Watson mm-hmm. dove on. You know, you're running full speed. And George Karloftis on the play where McCaffrey fumbled on the first drive didn't try to do anything stupid. He just dove on the ball. There were probably three times this year where a Chiefs player tried to pick the ball up and do something. And they, they fumbled it away, and the other team got the ball back. They got smart. I think they coached that. You can't coach turnovers. You coach the principles of it. And I think they had coached it. Listen, don't be a hero. Get the ball. The ball is more important than anything else. And those were big, big plays last night, falling on the ball and those two big third downs. And that's what the Chiefs needed because if they didn't make any one of those plays, they'd probably lose the game. 
I saw numerous quotes and, and also the transcripts in the post game about what Kansas City and how for two weeks it was slammed into their head about overtime, that the rules were different in the Super Bowl. And then I was stunned to see where there were 49ers players that said they thought it was the regular overtime rules. Did that surprise you too? Absolutely shocked me. I mean, that is a thousand percent on the 49ers staff for not getting the rules across their players. You know, Patrick Mahomes has told us a few times in the last few weeks, I guess it's maybe Saturday night. They have this really boring meeting where they go over all this really mundane stuff. And, and sometimes guys zone it out, but he's like, it's important. All of it's important. You know, this time with this time left on the clock, this is the rule in overtime. You need to do this. This is the, this is the, how we play the game and the way we operate it. And the chiefs, you know, sometimes meetings can be boring, right? These guys just want to play football. They don't want to practice. They don't have meetings. But little details like that absolutely make a difference. Now, that's not why the Niners lost the game. They lost the game because they didn't make a stop, you know, but they should know the rules. But it, I, I'm telling you guys, you, you get there and cover these athletes all the time. Guys on offense don't know what defensive players do. Guys on defense don't know what offense players do. Sometimes guys who play on the offensive line don't have a clue what someone is doing out on the wide receiver. They just kind of know their job and go about it. But that's a failure, and it's, it's, I think the Niners don't look very good right now with, with their players actively admitting they didn't know what was going on. Todd, what is the biggest offseason issue you see for the Chiefs? Is it Chris Jones? Is it getting another wide receiver to match with Rasheed Rice? They have decent amount of cap room, and you would think some guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who could they could save $12 million after June 1st cut, uh, might, might be on the outs anyway. What do you think they do? Well, Chris Jones is obviously a big deal. Also is Legereus Sneed. You know, Legereus Sneed was a, was a late-round draft pick. He's played four years. You know, they, they could put a tag on him, but the cornerback tag is huge. That's a big number. I think they would like to have both of those guys on the team, but I'm not sure you can do that. You know, they got a little bit of salary cap space, but maybe not enough for two mega contracts. In my mind, everyone I ask, if you had, had to have one or the other, you know, Chris Jones is older than Jarius Sneed, but they all tell me, take the big guys. The big guys don't grow on trees. Legereus Sneed is the perfect example of, hey, here's the guy the Chiefs drafted in the fourth round who is playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's not the only one either. They got a lot of guys who they drafted late who have played really good for them at cornerback. You can't find how many guys in the league can do what Chris Jones does. Five, maybe. Mm. Uh, and, and so if you find a way to do something with Chris Jones, and I think he gets it. I don't know if you saw the video that the Chiefs put out on social media last night with Andy Reid basically on top of him on the field, you know, yelling, how about that? I mean, Andy Reid's a big dude, and he was on the ground. They had to lift him off of him. I think he wants Chris Jones here. And, he, and I think Chris Jones, if he doesn't know it by now, he's seen a lot of guys leave. And Tyreek Hill's having a good time sitting in Miami, but he's been watching the Super Bowl two years in a row. Yeah, so, yeah. It's <laughs> Chris di- Jones has a house in Miami. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, mm-hmm. he loves that town. But if he goes down there, they're not winning a Super Bowl. That team's not winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I think if you if you want to go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, hanging around Patrick Mahomes may be the smartest move that, that you can make because he seems to get there. What about Andy Reid, uh, who now has three Super Bowl titles and there's a very short list to do? Uh, of coaches and and he has been close so many times had the great run in philly but not great enough and then knocking on the door and eventually getting mahomes in kansas city to take the next level is he is he a beloved figure and then going back to todd when he arrived in kansas city after a nice run in philadelphia was he the overwhelming favorite that people wanted or was it somebody else 
Well, there were some doubts. I mean, I don't know who you, you would have hired. There were a lot of names out there at that point. But, you know, he, things had fallen off the rails in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He'd gone 5 and, and 11, and he had had, you know, the death of his son at training camp, all those things. It was almost like when he got hired, a lot of people were like, maybe you should take a year, you know what I mean, and chill. But here's the deal. I've been covering him since 2013 now. This is all the guy likes. He just likes football. He just wants to coach football. He just wants to draw plays up. He's got some interests outside of there, but you don't see Andy Reid running around town doing anything. He just likes football. And so when people keep asking about retiring, he said it again this morning. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. He doesn't, I don't think he has any other interests. I don't know what he would do to occupy his time. This is what he does. You know, did you ever see Bill Belichick running around having fun doing anything in the offseason? No. <laughs> this is what he did, too. I, I mean, you guys cover the Big 12. Remember when Bill Snyder retired? Yep. It didn't, it didn't take. He didn't have anything else to do, and eventually he came back. That's what I think Andy Reid is. But he's certainly beloved here. But you don't see him out and about. He's a very private person. So I think he's, like, been seen in the wild about, about three times in Kansas City. He just works and grinds and grinds, and he goes to California for a little bit in the offseason and sits in his office and draws plays up. And that doesn't seem like a very fun life for me, but if you're a football fan, that's exactly what you want your coach to do. All right, Todd, if I went to the Kansas City City Council and said, I think you guys should have a Patrick Mahomes, and it's the city of fountains, a Patrick Mahomes fountain that sits and overlooks the city like Christ the Redeemer, do you think it could get done? Absolutely. They put it to a vote of the city council, the county legislature, the people, whatever it costs. Forget about the schools. Forget about the police. They, they, would, they would all vote yes for it. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and listen, you guys covered him. It, mm-hmm. Did you think this was happening when he was at Tech? I didn't. I, I watched the guy lose a whole bunch of football games at Tech. Now, he was always the best player on his team and didn't have enough talent around him. But I, I had no clue that he would be this good. But they saw something in him that at least nine teams in front didn't see. Um, and it's, it's just happy he's here. And he just pushes all the right buttons, like I said. I mean, he owns part of the Kansas City Royals. He owns part of Sporting Kansas City, the MLS team here. His wife owns part of the of the NWSL team here. He he put two hundred fifty thousand dollars for this city to have the college baseball Hall of Fame that's going to open in a couple of years. There's no reason for the college baseball Hall of Fame to be here. It should be in Omaha, but Kansas City won the bid probably because Patrick Mahomes is behind it. I mean, the guy everything he does just works. It's 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 amazing to me that this is where it is. And I've lived here my whole life for fifty years. They this football franchise never did anything, and now. There's going to be another parade, and it's almost boring. Almost. In fact, they won, what was it, Super Bowl Four when they beat the Vikings, and never, I mean, there were some teams that were pretty good, but you're right. No, they made one AFC championship yeah. game in that whole time. And here's, here's my life, okay? So that, that game happened on January 11th, 1970, the 69th season. I was born on February 1st, 1970, so I was not alive. <laughs> I was three weeks from being born, and I spent my 50th birthday in Miami, Florida, the day before they won their first one uh, in 2020, 2019-2020 season. And I thought that was going to be like, wow, it took 50 years and they won it and I covered it and it was there. And now they've, they've been three more times and won two more Super Bowls. And it seems like that was yesterday, but it, it just keeps going. And we asked everyone on Radio Road this past week, how many Super Bowls is this guy going to win? And nobody said two because he already had two. Everyone was like, five or six or seven there doesn't really seem to be an end in sight for this now remember tom brady went 10 years without winning one yep so there could be some sort of a drought they went a couple times but they didn't they didn't win them 
So um, you you can't take it for granted. It's very difficult to do. But they start, if you start with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you're starting ahead of everybody else in the AFC to get there. And if you just get a couple of breaks and the right things happen, then you can, you can go the rest of the way and win this thing. And it's funny, you know, Patrick is a very dedicated and driven guy. And you ask him something about it, I mean, he will bring up the fact that he's 0 2 versus Tom Brady in the postseason. And so, like, catching Tom Brady, he made it harder on himself by losing to him twice, and he'll never get a chance to beat him. So I think in his mind, he's going to have to win like eight Super Bowls to even consider that he's better oh. than Tom Brady. And even if he if he won six, he'd be a god. I lost twice to Tom Brady. You know, he could already be tied with Tom Brady had he beaten him in those games. And Tom Brady would have two less, and he could have two more. I was at the one in Tampa of the Super Bowl when Brady was with the Buccaneers, and I mean the Buccaneers defense just harassed him. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, it was and, bad. The, the yeah. Chiefs offensive line had, mm. had lost four starters. Yep. And, and everyone in Kansas City was like, what's no big deal? They got Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill. And he ran around like a crazy man, yep. throwing sidearm passes off people's face masks, and they just couldn't catch him. It was just an awful night. But, you know, that resets you and says, hey, you've got to get your mind right and do things uh, do things a little bit differently. And, they, you know, they were able to shore up that offensive line and, and get some better players. But that was an awful deal. When you lose both of your tackles, yep. like, uh, and then, you know, lost Eric Fisher, the left tackle, in the title game right before that, and, and it was a rough night. But, you know, th- that one right there is going to sting him forever. And that's how Mahomes is. He might win six, and he'll go, God, Brady beat my brains out that one time. You know what I mean? And it, just, it will stick with it. But that's what competitors are like. You don't think it bothers Tom Brady to lost to the Giants twice? Sure. He's like stinking Eli Manning, who only made the playoffs like twice in his life. That freaking bothers Tom Brady. And he's the best of all time. He lost to Nick Foles. I had to watch that yeah. one in person. That oh, was, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that, that one just has to chap his ass in a way that I, I, I wouldn't imagine. Oh, for sure. I mean, those, but you know, again, in my mind, Brady should think his lucky stars he won his first three because he didn't do much in most of the games, but they won him. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, you know, Patrick hasn't played all that great in the Super Bowl. He threw for 300 yards last night. That's the first time he's done that. He was pretty pedestrian in the first win over the Niners, threw a couple interceptions. And against Billy, he was hobbled last year. You know, they needed a defensive score. You know, they, But they just do all those things the right way. He doesn't have, like, Joe Montana Super Bowl numbers. I mean, he threw another pick last night, a horrible pick. Threw a couple in the first one. His, his quarterback – uh, rating, which I don't love that number. His QBR last night was off the off the chain, but um, his quarterback rating has not been great in Super Bowls. But he's a quarterback, and they win the games, and he's won three Super Bowl MVPs, and he's stuck in Disney World right now or Disneyland, bleary eyed. He looked so tired at the at the press conference this morning at eight thirty Vegas time. Oh my god, up all night, and they make you go to that press conference because you won the MVP. It's almost mm-hmm. like I don't want to win the MVP. Send somebody else. Send somebody else. <laughs> you know what's great about it is that. Is the fact that you know he he did throw for three hundred yards, but almost five quarters. But that's not the takeaway that when they needed the drive at the end of regulation, and they needed the drive in overtime, he led them seventy five yards both times to win it. And he is with his special. arm and his leg. Yep, that's yeah. and I was going to bring that up. He's not known as a Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or someone like that. But the one thing about him, about two to five times a game, he comes up with that run. And it's not like it's blazing, but he's an athlete, and he came up with a few of those, I thought, yesterday or last night in the in the fourth quarter uh, when they needed it the most. He, and he's, yeah, he's just fast enough to give – people take bad angles on him. I mean, Fred Warner is as good as it gets. And the longer run there, I was in overtime. It, it, Warner just took a terrible angle, and he got like 10 more yards. 
So he, he's just fast enough. He knows just when to run. And like the fourth and one play in overtime, he's like, I'm keeping the ball. And, you know, he just did it. So he, he's smart when it comes to those things. He's, he's, it, it's amazing. You run out of words for it. You really do. It's, it's wild. And it, you just pinch yourself because it had been 50 years. And, and who's, to, who's to think it's going to end? But like we said this all the time, like Aaron Rodgers is a great player. He's only, been to one, he's only gone to one Super Bowl. And he's not going to another one. I don't think the Jets are going to a Super Bowl. Um, it, so you just got to take it. You got to be thankful for everyone you get. And I, I tell people all the time, just enjoy a game in October. You know, don't get too complacent when you just want to get to the Super Bowl. You have to, you have to enjoy going to Arrowhead Stadium and watching this guy play because it will end someday. It may be 15 years from now or something like that, but it's going to end. And whoever they get next, it ain't going to be as good. No. It's just not going to be as good. Watch, look at the Patriots. They, they, you know, they, they couldn't make the playoffs anymore. They're running through quarterbacks like nobody's business. Clark Hunt uh, at the top, uh, obviously Reed, and then what they do as an administration, and also then to have the Reed and, and then also Patrick Mahomes. The alignment they have in that organization and franchise is amazing. Thank you, Todd. Enjoy it. Appreciate your time. Good luck covering that parade. And uh, all right, we'll uh, in rain. We'll be good to go. I think we have good weather coming. That's the most important part. I hope so. I, I do hope so. That's Todd Lebo joined us. Sports Radio eight ten. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.